mystery i was thinking we could easily bring like gohan and piccolo into this and make it like a scooby-doo type situation but if i was then i was thinking about who would be like the fifth person i was thinking it'd probably be either bulma or krillin to round out like the serious three and then vegeta and goku would be like the shaggy and scooby i feel like i'd want it to be bulma so just, i just wanted to get more stuff yeah bulma would bulma would fit more she's more cerebral like that yeah, Bulma would be, like, the one who's in her natural environment at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Bulma's easily a Velma scenario. Yeah. She's actually a Velma and Daphne combined, which is funnier in yeah. some way. <laughs> <laughs> it truly is. <laughs> Plus, yeah, she gets to, like, invent shit. She could invent, like, the fingerprint thing, but better. Oh, yes, no. <laughs> the better fingerprint gun. It it makes more fingerprints. They'd like have to. They'd have to lure Goku and Vegeta to places, being like, "Well, Vegeta, be like, I don't want to go to that fucking warehouse. Are you crazy? Why would I do that?" And they're like, "I'll. Would you do it for a Vegeta snack? Which is just like beating the shit out of a strong guy. <laughs> would, you go, would you do if you could fight a Goku? <laughs> do you do if you can get your ass beat by a Goku? And he's like getting my ass beat and just fucking jumps in the <laughs> the car immediately. <laughs> get in Kakarot. <laughs> get in Kakarot. We're going to go point at our faces with our thumbs and then get our shit wrecked. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Has Goku done the thumb pose? Um, I don't think yet. But I guess I'm asking like overall franchise. I think Not. probably has like it's I'm here, it's me Goku, and has pointed at himself. I imagine he's done like one time, but that yeah, point but he has a... fucked someone up. I was gonna say there's a difference though between I'm pointing at myself and the thumb pose. Like yeah. the only time uh, yeah, that I could, I don't think he's ever done the. Thumb the only pose. time I could think of would be maybe against Frieza, but I don't think he did it. I think Vegeta was the only thumb pose there. Yeah, because I know we're gonna get like Gohan does it in the Boo Saga. Oh, my um, boy. I know. We he haven't ever, gotten there yet, but I do very distinctly so remember. so hard he falls out of relevance. Yeah, but even then, like, he does the same pose. Like, he tilts his head forward a little bit. Like, it's it's like Toriyama traced over an animation of Vegeta <laughs> doing it and just drew <laughs> Gohan. <laughs> there is a very specific way that Toriyama will always frame that pose, and it just, it never ends well as soon as you see the framing. We call it the loser's pose. <laughs> oh yeah, and the way like Toei will always handle it, like we see them leading up to it, but I'll see their head cocked in the way and I'm like, oh, they're fucked, they're about to oh, do it. Oh, they're doing it, it. he's gonna do it. <laughs> now, listen, now look closely, everyone, this is what you want not to do. Yeah, if you feel the urge to point at yourself and say something cocky, you need to leave that fight. You're going to lose <laughs> that fight. You're, You're not going to lose it because you did the three, two, one. Yeah. There's a thumbbos. Thumb there it is. Always. Thumbbos like, been yeah. used in the last twenty chapters of Dragon Ball, each time signifying someone's defeat. <laughs> is this on the wiki? 
No, I'm just, that would be like, oh, well, okay. if I was editing him, <laughs> and there it is. And this thumb pose is used every time Vegeta dies. Editor's note. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Editor's note, don't get too attached to the idea of Vegeta winning this fight. <laughs> You're going to be disappointed. Is Vegeta winning this fight? Don't get too excited. He's probably going to lose. <laughs> yeah. And then the thumb happens and you're like, he's going to lose. Yeah. This is the like losing the word- maneuver. <laughs> this is the moment that it was his fate was sealed. <laughs> Bold strategy. It's not going to pay off. <laughs> Vegeta's canonically beaten. A shitty android and a guy who's called Pui Pui or something. That's about all we got. He so beat far. Dodoria and Zarbon. Thank you very much. It, it, I mean, it sucks that Pui Pui was the also murdered Burder and Raikoum after Goku did all the work. That's true. He did murder them. He <laughs> Vegeta has murdered weak people. Um, yeah, he also killed Jace. Killed weak motherfuckers um, he also killed a few Namekians just for them just because he could <laughs> so he's there really you go defe- yeah he's really defeated a lot of top dogs in his area <laughs> <laughs> top dogs in your area <laughs> are you looking to fight a top dog in your area I go to briefsnetwork.com me sitting through all of me sitting through all of Vegeta's fights being like man was Jace really the last person he killed well I completely forgot that Pui existed yeah Pui got fucking we made sexual jokes at his death (laughs) that is true yeah because they yeah he blew his load yeah (laughs) Uh. that's what Vegeta was like okay let's get into it Let's get to it. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 51 of World's Strongest Podcast, Kai. I'm your host, Zach. He's my co-host, Chase. Hi, I'm also. And Thomas. I am I am also. And today, we are going to be discussing episodes 132, 133, and 134 of DBZ Kai. So here, ba-da-doom, are the summaries. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm trying new stuff. I'm adding like things. It. Mm-hmm. I think it's a winner. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mark this down as not liking it. Just tell me. (laughs) Thomas breaking out the thumb pose. I'm opening up my Star Trek sticky notes I got for Christmas and writing these down as a note. Hold on. Did you actually get Star Trek sticky notes? (laughs) Yeah, I actually did. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. I was like, this sounds incredible. And they're in a little booklet, so I have like five different versions of sticky notes. And I'm like, legitimately was like, don't know what I'm going to do with these, but thank you. (laughs) Does it? And this is the last question I want to ask, and then I want to get back to the summaries. Does it say Captain's Log at the top of each of them? No, none of them do, which is, like, super depressing. Oh, There are three that different is sticky such... notes. One of them's, like, a bookmark. Mm-hmm. One of them is, like, the thing you tap, whatever the little insignia is called. I don't know all their terms. I like Star Trek, not that much. And then one's just, like, for someone's star date, I can mark it as urgent, and then, like, put a bunch of shit down. Hmm... <laughs> I'm like, that's disappointing. Yeah, I really wish we yeah. just said Captain's Log, and then we just like a regular note. Yeah, I was like, that That just seems like that's an easy W for them that they I, did not take. I do like that they imply that the insignia sticky note is something I should wear with me that all day, though, once I write down that sticky note. You should. Yeah. yeah. Fresh. Wear it to a child. Anyway. Anyway. Give it to a student. To the Idiot. Here you go, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> what up, dipshit? Yeah. <laughs> You're fuck. Tap yeah. it when you feel like it, it speaks for you. <laughs> but back to the summaries. Episode 132. A time of trials. Lay hold of legendary powers. Which I have to say, 
some weird translations for the titles for this episode and the next one. Yeah, I don't know what's um, happening in the next title. Yeah. Goten and Trunks are hesitant to start their fusion training with Goku, feeling he left their other loved ones to die. But when Bobbity and Boo destroy yet another city, they resolve to do anything to stop them. But now someone has told Bobbity where Trunks is from, and he's on his way to destroy Capsule Corp. Meanwhile, Gohan succeeds in drawing the Z-Sword, but it's unclear if the heavy weapon will provide the power he needs to stop Boo. Episode 133, the weird title... Hold Majin Buu in check. Limit. Hyphen. Super Saiyan 3. Which is... I... I I think what? I saw the more direct translation when I was looking up, like, adding this title to my notes. Mm-hmm. That was like, the limit is Super Saiyan 3. Which is still not great, but is a little more clear. Or it's at push least it a to sentence. the limit. Super Saiyan 3. Yeah, I don't know. These are technically sentences. Now the word's not real. The sentence <laughs> is... Yeah, there's a noun, there's a verb. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, the summary. Bobbity and Boo rush towards Capsule Corp, and Bulma reveals she left the dragon radar behind when they were rushing out. Goku delays the fusion lessons, having Trunks rush to Capsule Corp while he goes to distract Bobbity and Boo. After failing to persuade them to give them time, Goku whips out an untested new transformation to fight Boo. Super Saiyan 3. And episode 134, True Worth Beginning to Show, The Treacherous Boo. Goku battles Boo at full power and succeeds installing him long enough for Trunks to get the dragon radar. Goku convinces Boo to wait two days for a stronger warrior to show up and stop him, something Bobbity despises. But as soon as Goku leaves, Boo turns on his master, big air quotes on that, <laughs> killing Bobbity with a single blow to the head. And that's, yeah, let's just get to it. God damn, who could have seen that one coming? Not right? us. Right? Yeah, we totally weren't. It was a moment where I was like, I know this beat happens, but for the life of me, I could never remember when and what the exact, like, beat for beat. Like, I remembered Boo killed Bobbity eventually. Mm-hmm. I just could not remember Didn't where remember or when how. that happened. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, this makes sense because they do a good job. I mean, as we'll talk about more in the episode 133, I think they do a pretty good job of ramping up, like, the dissatisfaction and, like, the animosity between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Like, how Boo is kind of a powder keg at, like, throughout the last two episodes towards Bobbity. He's he's not been, like, super happy with it, but it seems like it's coming to a head. And then it's just at the end of, like, 134 is when he finally is like, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> and I'm just bored fucking... now. Goodbye. Yeah, you're boring me. Um, but yeah. But speaking episode... of boring, we got to talk about 132. Yeah. Uh, I did put, because I was watching the like lead-in on this one, and the narrator calls, like, there's like, Trunks and Goten woke from their hours-long slumber. And I was like, I don't think they're, like, head injury-induced coma- that, like, Vegeta put them in for a brief period of time. I wouldn't call it a slumber. No, they were they were peacefully honk-shooing away in that bed. They were knocked unconscious by Vegeta's, Peacefully sleeping. I heard a me-me-me-me-me, so they were obviously fine and happy. They put a feather over Goten, he was blowing it up and down as he was snoring. It was fine. And then we cut to, like, 
the Z warriors at the start of this, or not the Z warriors, but like the Z support gang uh, at the start the of this episode. On. Yeah, well, we get it's mostly everyone's significant other right at the beginning because we kind of get like, what's the different reactions to the news that like Vegeta and Gohan are dead from Chi Chi Bulma or Chi Chi Bulma and Videl? Videl yeah, Chi Chi just passes the fuck out. Um, <laughs> which I guess understandable when somebody's like, your son is dead, which your husband's already dead. Um, Bulma is like accepting it, but is still just confused why this all happened. <laughs> um, and Videl is the only one that's like, no, Gohan's alive. I will not believe it. I haven't seen a body. I feel it in my bones. Which... Krillin, his response is like, Gohan's left this world, and what I love is the dramatic irony that both of them are correct in this moment. (laughs) (laughs) Gohan is alive, and he has left this world. Uh, Even if you're, like, interpreting what Krillin says as, like, he's in the afterlife, you're still right. (laughs) It's just, he's not dead. He's with God now. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> no one here is wrong, but no one realizes how they're correct. A <laughs> uh, couple uh, of my notes here. One, God, I forgot just how massive Ox King is. <laughs> Ox King is a big dude. He's just like literally as wide as the bed Chi-Chi's passed out in. I'm just like, oh, right. We haven't gotten a proper scale of Ox King in a while. Yeah, what is oh, you he? mean what, the world's like... largest man that ever <laughs> did exist? Yeah. Built like three brick shit houses. Yeah. And then, oh, hey, when he's Videl- fanning Bul- uh, Chi Chi, has to be yeah, very yeah. careful to not snap her neck with just a single wind blow. <laughs> yeah, right. For Maybe real. it's the fan from the uh, burning tower. Although that one might have burned up, I'm not sure. I just believe it is now. I just mm-hmm. want to believe <laughs> that that meant then, something to all of us. <laughs> and then, hey, Videl made it up Corin Tower. And she can stare She's- off. Tearfully, <laughs> but with like a rueful smile. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, look, it's it's all very like. Come back to me, go. It on. is what it is. Look, we're speed running this shit. All right, if Cor- if Krillin can get the hots for eighteen in like one sentence, they can have a relationship already. <laughs> yeah, they have a kid already Finally. in my mind. <laughs> <Party fun. laughs> That's like where we're at. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for someone to fucking pull a goddamn uh, King Arthur. <laughs> yeah, as we cut back to... I do like the Kai theme, like the music theme that they use when we teleport to the world of the Kais that like... Blue, 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 blue. Like weird mm-hmm. ethereal, like electric yeah. piano music is kind of yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool getting music that's actually like unique in this show. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, right? yeah. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. Uh, but yeah... <laughs> Then we just cut to Gohan just trying to, as I wrote, raw dog pulling out the Z sword without Super Saiyan. For uh, no reason. He could go Super Saiyan. Yeah, he could just do He's it. just like, fuck it, I'm gonna try to pull it out. Well, I might as well give this the honest try first. Yeah. The honest and try. So- <laughs> and then Shen goes like, Gohan, give it everything you have. And then Gohan once again just well, that's after Gohan slips yells. off the yeah. sword and proceeds to break his back and forehead against the ground. And also like and they, burn his hands on the and, friction. And yet introduce the theme of uh like if you try to open up something, like you try to open up a lid and your palms get really like, you know, mm-hmm. caught on it, so you kind of raw it makes them raw and it hurts. 
uh, and so your hands glow red is what it does in the anime, and this uh, becomes a theme for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is very true. This is a new, like, visual shorthand that Toriyama is going to use more than just this. But, uh, he's like, fuck it, time to go Super Saiyan. And I like Kabito's like, ah, a desperation move. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no. Kabito is like, like <laughs> super excited about their last hope failing miserably. I don't understand what he's doing. I was also just going to point out that when Gohan starts again, he still doesn't go Super Saiyan for a bit. And also, he is pulling, like, entirely with a jerking motion of his back. Like, Yeah, no, he's not, using, prop- form. He's not using proper lifting technique. He's going pro- yeah. to pull something doing that. Oh, 100%. But then he goes, I assume this was Super Saiyan 2, just because it has the bioelectricity. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, sure, fuck but, it. <laughs> yeah, who cares? I don't fucking know. Uh, but yeah, Kabito's just Kabito's <laughs> just sitting in the corner being a dick this whole time. Which <laughs> I, it is funny, but it's like, what the fuck, Kabito? Like, Kabito has like, a huge, like the most, like the worst kind of girl you can meet at high school, who's like popular in the way that like is like high up in the rankings of whatever this school echelon is, mm-hmm. and is somehow friends with people who are like probably all right and actually nice to you but just is awful and you'll never know why and then you'll never meet them again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like, why, why, who, why were you like, you have a whole story, I bet, but you're just like, fucking dumbass, go on, we think you can lift the sword? <laughs> Gohan proceeds to dig into the, break the whole mountain, removing the sword to him. <laughs> oh my God, he did it? Well, I guess well, I was wrong. Well, yeah, maybe don't you're forget, like a it is literally, I love the next shot where it's just like the wide shot, everyone's standing there, and Kabito just like very bluntly goes, Well, I guess I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, I as much as Kabito, like we're making jokes about him being a dick, I am like, at least Kabito gets a lot of characterization in these two yeah, episodes. Yeah, his characterization like, is asshole. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's like, I, like we're saying, we don't Kabito know why is, he's an asshole, but I appreciate that he I is appreciate an asshole. It adds a lot to these scenarios. Oh, I got it. I was like, oh, he's the one who's like a stickler for ceremony and tradition. Yeah. Like, he's like, everything has to be the way it's always been. He does not want to change it. And he's being a dick to Gohan, not because he's mad at Gohan per se, but because he's mad at like all of the rules that yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah. He's mad at his entire species. Gohan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, he's, a, I, he's, a, he's like a classic. Yeah. He's a he's racist against mortal. He's like that <laughs> yeah, version. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to say, like, I want to hang out with Kabito. No, no one wants to hang out with Kabito. I don't even think Shin likes him. Shin doesn't want to hang out with Kabito. That's why he eats him later. Kabito's, like, an actual character now. And I'm like, (laughs) I'll at least take this. I liked having Kabito around more in these episodes because he he brought something different to the table as a character that felt, like, world-building in some way to be like, oh, there are traditions around these things. There are rules that have been followed, but they're not, like, magic rules. They're, like, anything else, which aids mm-hmm. the, like, weird bureaucratic version of the afterlife that yeah, Dragon yeah. Ball pushes, which is very fun. I like that element. I also um, like that, um, I mean, we all, the whole reason we always like a Kabito is it's fun to have the guy be like, these Super Saiyans aren't so tough. Two seconds later, damn, these Super Saiyans are real tough. <laughs> Two seconds yeah. later, damn, these Super Saiyans aren't that tough. Two seconds later after that, damn, these Super Saiyans are tough. Why is this sword so mm-hmm. fucking heavy? <laughs> yeah, which I I did also find that interesting because we talked about, like, they were like, the Z-Sword grants you power to defeat the strongest enemies. And I feel like we've come back to 
that element of Dragon Ball that's like there's no shortcuts. Yeah, because it is the Corrin bit again. It's gonna be the Corrin bit again. Except there's also a genie old man in there. Oh, that's also it's gonna be the Corrin bit again because that guy's also going to then be the super divine water. Um, (laughs) But I do like this element of it. It's like, oh, the sword doesn't give you power. It's just heavy as fuck. So (laughs) you're going to become more powerful if you're going to wield it because you don't have a choice. (laughs) Um, I also wanted to point out that the sword is like normal sword size in this, which later material will make the Z sword massive. Oh, really? Like in Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 specifically... You can get the Z-Sword as, like, an accessory piece to put on your custom character. Mm-hmm. And when you put it on your character's back, it is, like, gut sword size. Oh, like, Jesus. it's a big-ass sword. Which, I don't know if that would have been better or worse. Just a difference that I found interesting. Like, an yeah, inconsistency. Yeah, this is, like, an anime broadsword, so it's, like, still preposterous, preposterously. Like, it's still big in a way it's like, doesn't make any sense still for, mm-hmm. like, a sword. And then every time, like, they just, it just kind of, imagine, like, every year passes by, and it just gets a little bit bigger every year. <laughs> like, one of those dumb uh-huh. jokes, which, like, every 50 likes, we make the dog bigger. Like, that is the Z-Sword. Like, every year, it gets a little bit bigger, a little bit broader. <laughs> Until, yeah, yeah now yeah, it's, like, like, a gut sword. That's why it's so strong. That's why it makes you so strong. You have to carry a gut sword around on you, which is how Guts became strong. So, of course it was. I was going to say, yeah, it was, like, canonically <laughs> in Berserk, Guts became so strong because as a six-year-old, he was made to use just a regular-sized, light long sword. And that just kept scaling up. Yeah, they eventually just gave him a fucking bastard sword and said, yeah, add a few more swords on top of that one. I think we'll be good. Just give him a, yeah, just give him a piece of sheet like, metal on a hilt. Yeah, yes. it is funny to be like Guts's sword in the Golden Age arc is not his biggest sword, and it is still bigger than any real sword anyone ever actually wielded in combat. <laughs> um, I think, like, the heaviest sword that anyone's wielded in combat, because I looked this up at one point out of curiosity, like, the heaviest swords, like, fucking Zweihander, like, crazy long swords, they're not as heavy as you think they're going to be. They're only, like, 15 pounds, which is... A lot to swing around. And that's still a lot when you consider you're going to be swipping that shit all over the place. Yeah, the thing is, yeah, anything that's heavy when you pick it up becomes immensely heavier when you have to, like, use it in some capacity. <laughs> but you've got to gut somebody with it. Yeah. To be fair, in-universe in Berserk, Guts' swords are all noteworthily large, too. <laughs> like, nobody wields a sword Guts' size, and characters are constantly like, what the fuck is up with that sword? And it is a part of the world that he's strong enough to wield fucking the dragon slayer is just because he's buff as hell uh including the guy who made the dragon slayer specifically made it to be unwieldable he made that's my favorite i'm sorry i'm going off on one little berserk tangent for a moment my favorite bit of lore about the dragon slayer is the guy who made it was like somebody's like make me a sword that can kill a dragon and he's like it's impossible to kill a dragon, so I'm making a sword that's impossible to hold to prove my point. Um, <laughs> and then Guts just picks it up and wields it at one point, and the dude who made it is there, and he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'll take this. <laughs> yeah, Guts is like, why are you holding out on me? I wanted this sword. He's like, I didn't think you existed. <laughs> I'm gonna go kill a dragon. <laughs> yeah. You don't understand. I need your dragon slaying a sword. Yeah. 
Anyway, back to Dragon Ball. Oh, another one, one other dragon. thing. I think the funniest okay. thing about the Zweihander, I know this is just used to read Wikipedia articles, like a really cool guy. The Zweihander, the top paragraph board is goes, this represented the final stage in the trend of making very large swords. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. I mean, Once the, we've reached the top, it's we the, look yeah. down and saw we cannot go bigger. The person who made this white yeah. is like, I'm literally going to put a Z at the end because we're not doing bigger than this. Where This is the end of the alphabet of swords. And he was right. <laughs> I thought it was just called the Zweihander because it's German. No, yeah, that Zwei is why it is called. Too. I was making a joke that it's called the Zweihander. Oh, yeah, this is the okay. last of the final sword. No, the guy who made it wasn't like, this is, he wasn't literally like, this is a sword to kill a dragon. And then the, a normal man appears and I think I can kill a pikeman with this. Went, no! Thomas. Thomas, you don't understand. It's not named as it's not named the two-handed sword. Two is named after the Zweihander. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was very much the like. If we're talking full realistic, nothing bigger than a Zweihander would be at all something you would ever want to carry into battle. Most people didn't want to carry the Zweihander. <laughs> yeah, you know, the final evolution of the big sword was not that everyone was like, "Fuck yeah, this is the big sword." Everyone. <laughs> Maybe we went too big on the big sword actual train. Why don't we dial, dial it back thing. a little? I'm yeah, going to go for like the five pike people actually again. <laughs> yeah, turns, turns out the pike sharp, sharp piece of metal on a pointy on a long stick can't be beat. It's funny how we just keep coming back to that. <laughs> then, the then someone else nodded and said, "What if bigger bow?" And that became the next evolution. Oh of warfare. shit! <laughs> yeah. And then we have fucking, yeah, the anime version of that, which is the Dark Souls, where you have a bow that shoots lances. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that, yeah, they sat down and made the guts sword of bow and arrows in that game. I think Dark Souls just goes like, can we make the guts version of literally every type of weapon? The answer and is the yes. The answer is always yes, because if there's one person that's a bigger berserk nerd than even me and Chase, it is... Hidetaki Miyazaki, <laughs> who made a mil multi-million dollar career out of it. Uh, another fun side note, just before we move on, was uh, one of my teacher friends was um was just like was like, oh, okay, I know you like watching anime and stuff. Have you ever read Berserk? And I was like, yeah, I have. And he goes, I should have asked you. So I brought that to school because I was just gonna start reading it the first day. <laughs> oh, opened like God. the first panel and closed it and was like, we are never opening this here again. <laughs> that's you know that's a good idea i would say I don't that. read it at a school i love you english teacher. teachers bringing like the super ornate like that graphic novel like the those like really expensive versions you got mm -hmm. from the library and pop oh, that I know open which version. Right before, i have all the first seven editions yeah right yeah ha pops that open the like the first couple at like school right before school starts and goes oh shit thank god i checked this before <laughs> like this he's gonna like read it during like his off time <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's no like, that's a like, that's a home reading material <laughs> yeah i was also half the reason they had to ban one piece because of zach and me was <laughs> like the later versions of one piece get bad and i'm like zach show me that one piece manga panel of like them all bathing and i was like this is what we're getting to and she's like we're gonna cut it off here i think Damn. So I was part of like the checking committee, so we allow up to a certain level, and then the then it goes to high school, and they can have the rest. I believe was the idea. Makes sense. Yeah. So who, let them. Now who let knows the high schoolers have the smut? Now, yeah. Now who knows with all the weird regulations people put on libraries now? But it was like yeah. Who the hell let knows Certain now. levels of One Piece, where I'm like, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I'm helping checking them, and then I'm like, okay, now we got to the level where I'm like, I actually don't know if like a middle schoolers should have this anymore. I think One Piece is just heterosexual enough that Texas schools won't ban it. <laughs> 
We'll see. <laughs> but honestly, it's on the fence. Yeah, uh, yeah I, don't, I don't even know what Texas <laughs> schools want anymore. I, uh, no books? Is yeah. no book is an empty library an option? They want they want a, no. they want a library filled with school vouchers. Yeah, they want <laughs> yes, a library filled with Prager U. Yeah. <laughs> they want what you just walk into her with Dennis Prager and just let him talk for ten to fifteen minutes and walk out. I All think right. Goku would Back. be a fan would be a fan of Prager U. It'd help him teach fusion I, better. I really hope he wouldn't be. Goku on YouTube searching how to fusion dance, teach two kids, (laughs) please. (laughs) Looks at core answers. I don't know how to read this. (laughs) Where's Gohan? Where's my son? (laughs) Yeah. After yeah, after Kibito completely embarrasses himself, we get Goku starting the fusion lessons, which is when we get like the time limit rules in 30 minutes. And you can't do it again after quote a while. End quote. <laughs> which, yeah, later will be codified as an hour. Mm. Um, which is, <laughs> will come up in a humorous way when we get to other later Dragon Ball Super materials. Uh, but <laughs> we're not there. We're not to Broly yet. Uh, <laughs> not the real Broly. Uh, <laughs> take that, Z fans. <laughs> but yeah, I do like the take beat here that. of Gohan and... yeah. <laughs> Gohan and Trunks not trusting Goku and, like, accusing him of cowardice does kind of make sense from, like, their child brain perspective, and I sort of appreciate them not immediately capitulating to, like, doing all this for Goku. Because I'm like, yeah, they would be mad at him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, makes sense, but also, listen here, you little shits. Yeah, but Goku actually handles it pretty well. I yeah, he does. Like. And it's it, it was interesting seeing Goku, like, taking on a mentor role in a much more serious capacity in these moments. Mm-hmm. And then Bobbity chimes in uh, to eat another town to remind us that there is a ticking clock to all of this. Yeah, they eat and blow um, up another town. Do both. Scorched earth policy. <laughs> yeah, he's... I did right here, I was like, Bobbity seems like he's starting to understand how to speak boo better. Evidently <laughs> like he does like, not. At least in this moment, <laughs> this admittedly was my live note before I had finished all three episodes. But I was like, at this moment, it seems like he speaks boo pretty effectively. Like, he's like, hey, you want to turn him into chocolate instead of, like, trying to be like, just kill these people? Mm-hmm. Like, specifically is phrasing it in a way that he knows boo will enjoy. And then it's with a heavy heart, we all have to bid adieu to the KFC colonel. Turned into chocolate and eaten by Boone. Mm-hmm. Well, was he eaten, or was he among the people that Boo was like, my tummy hurts, and so he just fucking shot liquefied human chocolate all over the town while he blew it up? There's some fucked up things Good question. Yeah, you know, it's a good question. We can never quite know. Yeah. And then we get Trunks chiming in to talk mad shit to Bobbity, because he is Vegeta's child. (laughs) My note here is like, really should have shoved these two idiots in the time chamber. I, I really, some part of me really does not understand why Goku didn't jump in there. Though I guess, like, how does that affect Goku's time limit? Does Goku's I... time limit left before he goes back, which I know later we'll establish that, like, using energy burns through it as well. Um, But if Goku stepped in the time chamber, would it apply in time chamber days when he had to go um, back? I believe we briefly talked about this last episode and we wound up on the conclusion of, uh. True. 
But yeah, I, I still also am like, yeah, Goku should have put him in the time chamber. This feels like a dire enough situation that it feels pertinent. It definitely feels like we should hop in there to work this out or like have Piccolo take care of this. Yeah, but this is when they talk mad shit and now they're motivated more than whatever Goku could have said to learn fusion and beat mm-hmm. him up. Which, I, I see the narrative utility of this. <laughs> I did see the kids are at shake the lookout power. Which was yeah, like, that's at, nice. If both of them power up, they can shake the lookout and cause leaves to float in the air ominously. Which still makes them weaker than Cell Saga Goku. Yes. Who almost destroyed Korin Tower in Super Saiyan 1 just from like going all in going halfway yeah which makes sense Mm. but i do love they're like oh that's great but trunks your key a little higher than goten's you bring it it back some (laughs) yeah dials it back and he's like bring it up a little higher i like that the aura keeps changing size too as goten's like powering up and down trying to match it it's a nice visual. I just always really loved Sean Shemmel's read on these lines, too. But just to be like, bring up a little higher. Just a little bit higher. A little more. Good. All just right. The, remember with this. the same energy of somebody helping, like, a, a semi-truck back into yeah, a Yeah, it's truck. Like, back it You're up. Good. You're good. Right. You're good. All right, stop. Bring it Slow down. down. Slow down. And stop. Pivot. Pivot. Bring it down, too. All right, you brought it down too much. A little bit higher up. A little more. Yeah, it's what it really, really feels like. Yep. More. All right, you're good. You're clear. I, okay, cool. Hold I it, love- and you're good. It's just like the most like I do, we can never explain key any of it. So I just love that they choose to just go <laughs> bring it down. Now bring it back up. It's a little bit more, and you're like no, like push it out or anything. Just bring it down, bring it up. I just love that. Yeah, you know, you know how to do. Yeah, you kids know how to do a little <laughs> little key matching. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. I I mean, like, yeah, we've talked a lot about how key is a very ill-defined power system. Uh, and it will never become really much more defined. But this, <laughs> I don't know, this worked enough for me. Oh, no, I, like, I, don't know, yeah. I think, I think yeah, it works yeah. fine. It's just like, I just love that they're just like, bring it down, a little more up. It's just, so it's just a funny like, bit, yeah. Just a funny bit. And then, it of course, and then Goku says, all right, well, go, Trunks, you're too more strong than Goten, so you won't be able to go all out when you're doing Fusion. And Bulma decides to honor her dead husband by flipping shit. Yeah, Bulma goes full, like, mom at their kid's soccer game to, like, kick open the door and be like, you better not be making my kids slow down! Except there is a little more legitimacy to it in that Bulma's like, you're putting him in a life-or-death situation and telling him to hold back. She doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about, though. But she gets... No, she doesn't know about the rules of fusion. But I'm like, I can understand her viewpoint here being like, you were turning my kid into a child soldier. The least you could do is tell him to be his strongest. Um... But that's when we get another cut-in of Boo, because he did say in the last one, he's like, well, Boo's full, so Boo's just gonna blow up the next (laughs) town without warning. So Boo blows up the next town without warning. We even get, like, a short scene of him just, like, playing with a truck driver for a bit before just icing him, which I was like, (laughs) I don't know. Again, well-characterized villain here. And then it's the, of all people, it's the fucking, like, mom of those kids that Trunks and Bulma clowned on at the tournament (laughs) is the one that hears the name Trunks and is like, 
oh shit, we gotta rat him out. This one mom, who does not have a name, by the way, when Bobbity asks who he's speaking to, she goes, I'm the mother of Idasa and the other person, so she does not have a name. And she talks for so, so long that, like, Bobbity's like, shut up or I will kill you just for fun! <laughs> um, but... I, I guess I can appreciate this as being like all the actions up to this point have had consequences and the absolute disrespect they did on this woman's kids. Not that like, you know, they weren't dicks, but there was a consequence to this. Mm -hmm. If Trunks maybe was a little more humble and at least held back instead of just fully clowning on him. How the hell do they know he lived in West here. City? Uh, great question. Oh, Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm, fair I'm not sure. I don't think it came <laughs> up. It did not. Um, Adas is like, he lives in West City for sure. And I'm like, how do you know that? He's like, it's one of them city slickers from <laughs> West City. There's a, all the kids, by the way, and the mom all have like thick Texan accents, which feels appropriate. And another reminder that Funimation slash Ocratron 5000, like the companies dubbing this, are based in Flower Mound, Texas. Um, <laughs> So, that's where all these actors come from. Uh, it was very funny to me that they chose this, and that they chose to have her say, I am in the PTA. Yeah. <laughs> I am in the PTA. I am the most powerful of all the human fighters. My name? You don't need to know it. All you need to know is that I'm the son of X and Y, I'm in the PTA, and I'm going to give you trunks. <laughs> Which I'm I found it evil. I was like, it is incredibly funny that they're like, this woman should say she's a PTA mom. Like, that is a correct characterization of this character. But that's I mean, where this saying you're from the ends. PTA is like, that's proto, that's like pre-Karen level. Like, angry white woman usage. Like, oh, you're on the PTA? That's the same as saying, like, that woman's a Karen. Yeah, now. this is asking for the manager. Yeah. Of life. Oh, the um, manager of Boo, please. Yeah, which I guess is who she is talking to. <laughs> um, not that Boo loves that. Like most people with their managers. <laughs> but but, yeah, ah, uh, shit, they're gonna go blow up West City. Which my response yeah, is, that's... oh no, I thought that was the plan. Yeah, which it is like Bobbity basically being like, I think I can play mind games with this. No, no, I meant like uh, everybody on the lookout caring that they're going to West City next. Yeah, but the I whole mean, plan like, the was like, people... who cares? Everyone's gonna die anyway. Yeah. I mean, the main people who are freaking out. <sighs> Sorry. The main people who are freaking out are Trunks and Goten, who are kids and weren't present for the planning. Um, and Bulma, who knows that the dragon radar is still there. It is what we find out at the beginning of episode 133. Right, this whole fucking sequence. Yeah. But even Piccolo, though, also adds the important caveats that, like... Because last episode, we had talked about, like, wait, doesn't reviving multiple people limit your wishes to two? And this is the episode that's like, yes, that is true. Uh, even in four <laughs> months, Chenron will only have one wish left instead of two. And then Goku does, like, a weird pose in response to this. <laughs> as he's like, I'll just wish to put everything back to the way it was. Yeah, yeah. Piccolo's Don't like, worry, hmm. Goku's thought his way out of this one in Goku's Pic brain. Haven't thought my way out of this one yet, brain. You didn't come together there. Yeah, <laughs> this is when Goku's like, all right, 
We need that radar to bring people back either way. Uh, Trunks, you go home, go get that radar. What I... is he cooking? What is this uh, man cooking? I mean, the only other thing I can think would be he can't instant transmit over to the lookout at this point because there's no one there with a high enough key signature or collective high enough key signature. And all the, ah, the briefs are over there. He can just zip over there and get it back. Can he sense their key? He could sense Bulma. He could sense, like, Yamcha, Bulma, Krillin, uh, like, a bunch of people were all there. And people with higher keys were there. Look, all I'm could saying is, if this motherfucker can teleport into the afterlife, then he should be able to find somebody on just the other side of the planet. I don't that's know, all, I, I, I imagine... Though. King Kai has a decent amount of key. He's got less than Vegeta did back in the Saiyan saga. Fair, but that's still pretty high. Is it? Is it really? High enough. Uh, high enough, apparently. I don't know. Anyway, Trunks is flying to Capsule Corp. Goku's and Bulma could just make go... a new one out of some paperclip and string. Goku's gonna go beat up Boo. <laughs> Bo Goku's to gotta go wave time. his dick around. He does, which I do love Goku leaving like Pat's Goten's head and is like, you're a good boy, and then <laughs> fucking leaves is very odd. Very, I'm about to die ass energy. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, and then we get Bobbity flying through the air on Boo's back, like screaming at him and Boo not paying any attention to this. Um... Which Bobbity is one of our first people to recognize, like, the law of momentum in this. <laughs> when he, like, because when Boo stops suddenly, he's like, you know, I'm still, I am affected by all this. <laughs> and then cut to Goku close up as Goku goes, hey. <laughs> Which is so, like, why is it so sexy? <laughs> Oh, you're supposed to be menacing, but I think you're taking menacing <laughs> as sexy, which I'm finding to be a different kind of scenario. Look, it's, Go it's Goku gearing up for a fight. It's a little sexy for him. It's a little sexual. Yeah, Goku is definitely a little chubbed. <laughs> but he, uh, he just hits him with I think he's just the... trying to be cool. I don't know. You guys are reading that <laughs> A is so much more sexual than I am. And I feel like I read things as sexual pretty easily. But he's just like, hey. And oh, no, like, I'm just going in like, on Thomas's bit. Cool. I just... But Thomas is like, that Goku's fucking that pink guy. <laughs> he definitely <laughs> hates Bobbity, which I find very funny as that situation continues. It's going to be like, why the fuck are you listening to this wizard fucker yeah. over here? He, he asks him, why like, do you let Bobbity talk yeah. to you like that with the same why tone of voice? With, to this, uh, this is he stupid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like the weirdest thing to me is how much like Boo and like, how much Boo and Goku get along during yeah. this part. It's Which, very funny that, like, Goku's the only one who treats Boo as, like, a person. And that's, yeah, and Boo likes him the most because of it. <laughs> he still wants to fight him, but he wants to fight him because he's tough and it's fun to fight him. <laughs> it's, the reason, it's the reason good Boo, when all this ends, you know, we get to the, the whole ending is where Boo comes back as, like, a good person. And then there's the other good Boo. You know, there's two good Boos yeah, yeah. coming out at the end of this. <laughs> but the original pink one comes out. That him and Goku stay friends because, like, there's, there's truly, they're truly on the same wavelength. Boys that love to eat, boys that love to fight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I also love that Bobbity I, and I, Go- I mean Goku and Boo are in... gonna fight, and Bobbity turns to the fucking camera and goes like, "Now these boys are about to fight." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do appreciate Goku really quick being like, "Can we have a little bit of time to train?" And they're like, "No, I'm gonna kill more why, people because why, you." Asked why would him. I ever say yes to this? Goku's, and I'm just like, you know, it worked back on Vegeta. Yeah, he worked, yeah. With it worked Vegeta. on Vegeta in the same saga. With Cell. Yeah, try. Yeah, it's it's a gambit that's always worth asking. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's got about a fifty fifty <laughs> success rate. Yeah. But... The worst he can say is no. So you know, which is <laughs> the worst he can say is no, Bobbity. I'm gonna kill more people quicker because you asked me. To oh do this. shit. Yeah, he's like, oh, fuck, I didn't think I was dealing with a real asshole. <laughs> Alright, now we're gonna spend half this episode transforming. I hope you're excited. <laughs> this is the Shemmel scream. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, Goku powers up to Super Saiyan 2. Uh, and oh, but well, Vegeta like, tried the golden hair trick. Yeah. And then that's, Goku's, like, giving it a second, then he's like, alright. <laughs> he, he transforms back down to base, and he's like, I, I think I need to break this down for you so that y'all know what you're getting into. I love that, and like, Goku... Bobby's talking shit during this entire transformation, too. Yeah. Although we do get, Goku says he's got something. Cut to commercial. Cut to Mr. Satan milking the spotlight, being like, Don't worry, I'm gonna kill Majin Buu. Uh, and everyone's cheering for him, and inside he's like, I am completely fucked. If that guy shows up, I'm going to become a delicious gumball. (laughs) Yeah. Cut back to Goku because he's powered up. Trunks has stopped to be like, oh, this fight looks cool. And Goku has to yell at Bobbity, who's projecting this, to be like, Trunks, fucking move. Trunks, you (laughs) stupid piece of shit. Like, Trunks, this is literally the plan. Bobby's like, who are you talking to? And he's like, don't worry about it. Hey, don't worry about it. Hold on. Don't worry about nothing. Mm. Don't worry, I'm going to keep explaining this yeah. thing to dust all for more time, because it's funny. Yeah. Well, maybe I should wear goes, a wig and call myself Super Bobbity. Which is funny. It's a good bit from Bobbity. I love but, that yeah, Bobbity is like, the fail upward son that we talk about, mm-hmm. and right now, as we know we're getting to the moment where the failing upward is just going to actually stop working soon. Um, and I just I think this whole moment, he's like, I'm just like, what are you going to do about it? I'm like, Bobby, he could fucking kill you. And Boo's not going to do anything about it. <laughs> Goku, Goku, you, haven't, you haven't even dealt with Goku or Vegeta, really. They've all been focused yeah. on Boo. You got killed by Piccolo. <laughs> yeah, if Goku As like just decided to lift up a hand and key blast Bobbity into nothingness right now, Boo would do nothing to stop he'd that. He'd just laugh. Yeah, he'd be like, ha ha! <laughs> like, clap. <laughs> but yeah, Goku's like, all right, here I am, base form, right? Black hair, mm-hmm, all spiky, mm-hmm. classic, classic. Uh, boom, here I am, Super Saiyan, spiky hair, gold, cool. And this is Super Saiyan 2. And now he's got the bioelectricity. If you look at his forehead, the, the like bangs have changed, which took me a long time to notice in my <laughs> life as a Dragon Ball fan. Yep. This is also canonically the first time anyone is called Super Saiyan 2, Super Saiyan 2. Up to now, they've been saying, like, a Super He's Saiyan who is ascended Super beyond Saiyan. Super yeah. Saiyan. This We're going to have a says, similar... I've got a great idea. What if I made a third one and called the second one, too? <laughs> yeah. We get this again when Toriyama comes up with Super Saiyan God and then Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan, which Ugh, they finally just shortened to. 
Yeah, Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan is like technically the most accurate label of what it is, but is the worst name. It should have just been Saiyan God to begin with, but it's what time is long past. Yeah. Nah, I'm at time Super continues Saiyans. to move forward. <laughs> <laughs> Super Saiyan is a marketable ass like name. Super Saiyan Four should not be called Super Saiyan technically, but it is. <laughs> um, you are correct. Yeah, but yeah, Goku literally is like, "This is a Saiyan who's ascended beyond a Super Saiyan," but we'll call it Super Saiyan Two. Which I'm like, yeah, that you makes have a sense. chart or something I can use. Yeah, well, it's just, it's just an arrow I going do. up. Oh, I know. No, Bobby gives, like, a line. He's like, do you have a chart or something? <laughs> yeah. And Boo just keeps going, uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> like, nodding his head. Boo <laughs> is fully invested in whatever. Boo's writing down notes, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got his notes go. out. He's ready for the test afterwards. This is the final exam? This is also what I have to point out. They cut the line, this is to go even further beyond. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I didn't say the thing. Though. No, yeah, he's, what does he say this he time? Says, he says this is just a... Uh, this is another level or something. A whole uh, another level or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's like closer to the original translation or whatever. And I get the idea of like we're redubbing it. So why do it the same? But I'm also like. Oh, come on. Yeah. There's also reasons to do it later. the exact same if it's a <laughs> yeah. banger the first time. <laughs> yeah. You are repeating the greatest hits. I'll just do it again. Hmm. But yeah, yeah. It says this else this, this level starts. goes way beyond Super Saiyan two, which just sounds worse than like. No offense, I don't. I don't know if it's more accurate or whatever. It sounds so much worse than. And this is to go even further beyond. Mm-hmm. Like that just sounds that's, so much more badass. Yeah, which like let's less, be real. There's not much character. Yeah, and there's not much character writing going on here beyond a cool badass moment. Which and is also, why I, I gotta be Saiyan honest, Goku's falls. acting super cool and badass, so this would he fit is. the character. Him being like, and this is to go further, this is a level further beyond Super, it's like, sounds too wordy for this Goku. Is the, this is like, the most, like, this fronting is, up Goku's done yeah, in a long and time. And this is where, and like, or be like, this is where, I, this is my max I've read. You can say him like that, that would be more in character. But, you know, like, this is to, like, this is going all out. I don't know, but, like, this is to go further beyond. And him cracking it sounds sick. And it's also sick that Tien appears for the one time. <laughs> Holy shit, it's Tien! Tien, eyes closed. What the fuck? (laughs) It is, yeah, our first time seeing Tien and Chaozu in this arc. As they're just like, what is this power from Goku? As Goku starts letting out the most legendary scream that Sean Schemmel ever did. I believe this is the one that he passed out recording. It might have been the original that he passed out recording. I think he did this one for Kai successfully. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure when they recorded the original... Well, because they recorded the original Z one. Apparently, he's just like, don't break it up. I'm going to do the full thing in one go. <laughs> Jesus so he Christ. did like the full power up in one take. Yeah. Which is not even what Masaka Nazawa did. Jesus <laughs> like, Christ. Yeah. And he pulled it off and then like passed out or got like really lightheaded. The The stories are a little like, <laughs> obviously the stories around this have sort of evolved beyond whatever actually yeah, yeah. happened. Um but I choose to believe he passed out, um, <laughs> because what the fuck would he not have? But yeah, this is still just a fucking... Shemmel knew how to do power-up screams. Like, if that's, that is a skill he picked up if he didn't have it from the word go, and this is always a proof of that. He kills it on this one. <laughs> Um, which is half the reason this one is sold as well as it is. I mean, the other parts are the music track is cool, the form looks neat, the like 
weird trippy visuals near yeah. the end as the he's Ozaru transforming. De- devolving into child Goku back to Super Saiyan. I- well, yeah, you get you get all this so like the energy like he's, so he's screaming, he's crawling up into a ball because he's transforming. Mm-hmm. So of course you put yourself in like the you always like do the most scrunched position. up as because mm-hmm. you're, you're building all the all the potential energies building up inside of you. So you scrunch up like a little ball. And then, like, all the clouds in the sky, and it's almost like it's done, like, he's the center frame, and the whole, like, sky is around him. Like, it's like you're mm-hmm. facing upwards at him somehow, and all the clouds are being pulled towards him because all the energy in Earth, and then all the light gets pulled into it, so there's just darkness around the frame, and then he fucking sees the monkey inside of him, and then pops. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's sick. We also it's get to awesome. see, like, there are, like, hurricanes going on yeah. in the ocean, mm-hmm. like... Earthquakes are happening miles away in these towns as he's transforming because that's the level of power we're hitting on now. Goten's getting his eardrums uh, blown out from the scream. Yeah. yeah they're very visually representing, is we... this is actually probably the great Ozu's strength in human form. Like, they're trying to get hmm. that. or like, oh, And then watch, like, glass shattering back. He's shattering through some ceiling that has been placed there before. And mm-hmm. then he turns Super Saiyan 3 and he's got the fucking long hair and no eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's got the Raditz hair. Yeah, he's got Raditz <laughs> it's like hair. His brother's hair, but gold flowing like all the way down his back with one single bang like over his forehead. And then, yeah, his not only are his eyebrows gone, but like his forehead is now protruding yeah. a little bit. Like his brow is out, like a caveman, in like that cave. And also, you style, thought there was bio illumin, like bio luminectricity, whatever the fuck. I can't say any words <laughs> today. Uh, in the second one, now it's like he's wreathed in it. <laughs> yeah, which is, it is, I, I, I am not as much of a lover of Super Saiyan 2 in comparison to a lot of the forms. I don't three. hate it. You mean three? Three, sorry. I like two. Yeah, you love two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love three two. I'm not as big of a fan of. Um, and it's definitely the most Toriyama kind of going against his usual design ethos of less is more. This is definitely the maximalist transformation. The more is more. Yeah, but what a more. Um, yeah. But it, I cannot deny that even while its first showing comes out of nowhere, like it doesn't have the same narrative setup as one and two got. Mm-hmm. It is really cool. Yeah, it's a sick ass uh, transformation. <laughs> I, I love the transformation. I also love that Goku says, this is my final, or this is my favorite, like level or transformation and i'm like bull fucking shit we never pull this thing out <laughs> he again. never does it again he does it like one this more is, time this is the arc um i i well, still love later super saiyan i think super saiyan 3 looks fucking sick i'm like the big super saiyan 3 guy um, oh yeah i wish they'd bring it back just... i wish they would like fuck with these the form of super saiyan more i know why they don't it's fucking annoying um to make this form i have i have no doubt in my mind but uh it's still sick i still like it a lot <laughs> oh yeah. I, mean, I also like the idea purely... of having a form that you only have a limited time in, which is what's gonna get established for three. It burns up your key like crazy. Mm-hmm. Unlike two and one where oh, they yeah. can just like hold it forever. I think three of like always having even though Goku's trained for literally ever, he's still like, I cannot stay in three even after I've gotten to God form, it seems like. He's like, I still can't pump up to three even if I want to. That shit just absorbs everything I got. I think that's a cool idea. Yeah, that's like, a really hey, cool idea. That, like, you could, like, yeah. push into to be unique. I'd love to see, like, a mastered Super Saiyan. Kind of like brain. a Kaioken going on. Yeah, like a Kaioken Super Like I'd rather see, like, mess with that world a bit of Super Saiyan stuff. So I, I always really like it, and I think it mm. I think it looks cool. I like it. I don't think it looks bad. I think it looks cool. I think there are forms I like more that come yeah. later. 
and forms before this that I've liked more. <laughs> um, I will say I do agree with I love a transformation with a time limit. Mainly, like, it gives a reason why not just be in it all the time. Yeah. As well as it adds tension to a fight when now it's like, you know, we talk about in writing having a ticking clock in anything like action, dramatic, anything ramps up tension. Because now it's like, even if that clock, like, you know, the writer's the one who controls it, it still adds a sense for the audience. Like, if Goku's Goku's talking and he's telling everyone, I can only maintain this form for X amount of time. Yeah, that immediately adds more tension to the fight. Because it's like, oh shit, will he be able to seal the deal before that time limit runs out? And was part of why the fight between him and Vegeta and the Saiyan saga had a lot of tension built in because of Kaioken. Yeah. Like... It was already, breaking it out was a sign that Goku was on the back foot, and then having to ramp it up and shorten that time limit even further ramped up the tension, too. Because now it's like, it wasn't enough as it was, and he's bringing up the risk, but it's risk-reward. Like, he's heightening the risk, but he's also heightening the power boost to give himself a better shot at ending this. Which is, yeah, I as a narrative tool, Super Saiyan 3 has a lot going for it. Uh, that a lot of the other forms don't. That I also think a, it's, it's kind of nice because when Goku goes into it, it feels like one of those things where it's like Goku is not now messing around. We are we have like it always feels like there's a level of like Goku messing around all his forms, but once he pops three, it's like there is no mm -hmm. messing around because I don't have the time actually to mess around. I have to just like do this shit. Yeah, he's been extremely yeah. on point since Boo hatched. Yeah, as well as like his his character. Like, how he reacts to the world changes in it. Not I I assume some part of it is supposed to be, like, you know, ramping up his Saiyan blood makes him more violent or whatever in the same way that it did Gohan when he turned Super Saiyan 2. Um, I assume it just makes him more cold. Like, I think but, he has under... It's just mm -hmm. cold. It's like a cold... Yeah, it's just a coldness like a, to it, yeah. Uh, how we're having fun. It's like, I we have to just... Because he's still, like, in control while yeah. he's doing it, but it's just a different yeah. like, shade. Yeah, but it, it's definitely a more, like, violent shade. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. not toying with him, but it is like a, I am here to kill you. What are you talking about? He uses him time. as a fucking ball and cup game as he, like, holds onto his antenna and beats the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I will say also watching DBZ Kai, hearing an original track get to play for this form did sick it really threw into perspective <laughs> the frustrations we had around one and two's outing bro it's like unfortunate <laughs> that the one that had the least narrative payoff and the least like maybe overall impact on the rest of the series is the one that got the best transformation in yeah Kai. yeah the best presentation yeah super saiyan 3 fans keep winning <laughs> <laughs> it was a cool form goku will break it out past this it's just exceedingly rare yeah it's, um, it's it's not even to like use it it just breaks out to be like this is super saiyan 3 have you heard of it <laughs> he uses it's this cool it thing against... i found we don't really use it that much yeah. though he uses it against beerus at one point because like that's before he gets god and everything yeah, like that's yeah. yeah the battle the gods arc as you know them to be like look what you've got is not enough essentially um and then he uses it in the Tournament of Power pretty briefly, um, as well as against future Trunks in the anime and manga. Hmm. Uh, the manga does a little more with it than the anime does, but we can get to that when we get to Super. But uh, yeah, like Super Saiyan 3 is definitely a form that Goku, I think verbatim at one point, is like, it's not efficient with Ki, so we moved past it. Yeah. 
Makes sense. Like it wasn't viable as a form I could rely on. Uh, but anyway, but Boo's not afraid because even though Goku's face may have more scary now, Boo's can take him. Hmm. And that is where this episode ends with like Gohan on the world of the Kai's being like, "What the fuck level of power is my I, dad at?" <laughs> I truly love when someone else in a world that we have no idea where it is could just feel Goku and like everyone's like, "What the fuck is that? <laughs> is that my dad?" Holy it's like shit. This is what tells us how far away they are because like obviously Gohan's like powered up to his limit presumably to pull out the Z sword and no one felt it. Goku went Super Saiyan 3 and they did and Kabito's like this literally shouldn't be possible. Sent a shockwave <laughs> through the literal heavens. Yeah. That's when we get to episode 134 with Trunks landing at Capsule Court finally. And the brief's grandparents having no sense of urgency whatsoever. They do have an entire. The they got a dinosaur in their biodome. Yep. Yeah. Well, the whole B plot of this episode is just Ponchi trying to give Trunks various beverages and food, and Doctor Briefs being like, well, "We don't have to go all crazy." And Trunks is like, "We have to go all crazy. Everyone's going to die." <laughs> um, and then. That's when we cut back to the fight with Goku and Boo, which will be the bulk of this episode's A-plot. Um, which, yeah, we get the part where Goku literally is, as Chase alluded to and Zack alluded to, like, he's got one hand on his antenna and is just punching him back and forth with the <laughs> other one, just, like, hitting him like it's the one of the little paddle ball thing. Like, it's so fucking funny as Bobbity is on the sidelines being like, Boo! Fucking beat him up! Throw a punch, <laughs> damn it! Do something yeah. else, goddammit! <laughs> Goku, like, tries to fucking... Oh, we also cut to Supreme Kai during his power... Or not Supreme Kai, sorry. Grand Kai. Uh, King Kai. Yeah, King Kai. During his power-up, which King Kai is the first one to throw out the idea that, like, Goku burning through ki like this will eat up the time he has left yeah, on Earth. Yeah, because he, he was shouting that, like, during the transformation, too. He's like, Goku, what are you doing? Stop it. Because mm. you still gotta train them in the future. You still have to, tra you still have to tra do the training thing. Have you forgotten everything you said you were going to do? Yeah, <laughs> he really does just, like burn it here which to be fair it seems like he could not do anything less than this and successfully uh stall boo because we do see this is where we get more of an idea of how stupidly strong boo is as well like goku blowing a hole through him wailing on him and he bounces back like he really hasn't taken much damage oh, it's the most yeah go ahead sorry i was gonna say it's the most that boo acknowledges an opponent as like actually Wrong. someone he's fighting rather than just like slapping around mm -hmm. there yeah but, there are a lot of great yeah. little moments before he blows the hole in the sun there's to do like a lot of little fighting beforehand while trunks is digging through <laughs> the breeze fussing around yeah fussing around there are a lot of great moments i think there's a lot of even before that one like i like the part where uh boo throws a bunch of key blasts and goes that's vegeta's move <laughs> i um, god it's so that's where funny. that's from Oh, it's so good. It's funny. so funny. The source of the sacred texts. Yeah, it's it's super funny. And I also just really like because they're they gonna bring this up later. They're like, oh, Boo can just like replicate like cell, but just like mm -hmm. not even by getting the cells of the by making him there's like now Boo's like a really smart. He's fighter just like real quick reason. on the uptake. 
Yeah, he's just really good. Yeah. And I like that, like, Goku's like, I need to, f-, like, they fight a little bit, and he feels it out, and then they go to their next, like, they, they cut to, like, trunks, and they just cut to them fighting, and Goku's just wailing on Boo's stomach. <laughs> and I like that the Super Saiyan 3, which they don't really bring back, I think, ever again, really, is, like, there's, like, a giant, the, the bioelectricity is, like, fucking, pun- like, coming off of Goku's every punch because of, like, the massive, like, mm-hmm, yeah. register being with every hit. And it's actually, like, fucking up Boo, where Boo's, like, thinking about, like, okay, I gotta think about ways to actually deal with him and stop him in time. What if I just uh, eat him with my stomach? Because Boo is, like, this is not actually great. I'm, like, living through this, but, like, I do not actually like this. <laughs> <laughs> and Bobbity is multiple times over, like, trying to get, like, um, like, why is it just not happening quick? Why is he just not fucking, why is he not dead yet? And Goku's Ooh, like, just I have do to, like, it. burn through this guy to get Trunks over, and not even Goku's like, I don't even know if I'm getting everything through. I think all that stuff is super cool. Because you get all the time to think in Goku's head. Goku's not going like, I need to kill this guy fast. He's like, okay, I need to make sure Trunks gets out. And I gotta, I'm gotta. i still going to keep fighting him, obviously, but like, I'm not getting through him all the way. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And so he does like, dumb little stall tactics, like just teleporting away from Boo, yeah. which is very funny. Yeah. But it shows like, it's the Goku is not just an idiot moment, where it's like, Goku is actively strategizing on the fly because he knows what his goal is and he knows what his limit is against Boo. That he's like... I can't bring him down, at least not in the time that I have, but I can continue to delay him further to make sure we can get what we need. There's also a really awesome tracking shot that I just want to point out, because there's, like, one where Goku does, like, a combo on Boo and, like, lands a kick directly into the center of his face and, like, hangs there for a sec. Yeah. Yeah. And we do this sort of pan shot around that, which in 2D animation, especially hand-drawn in the era that they did this, is a really Sounds fucking like a hard thing ass. to do. An incredibly hard thing to animate. Something that's like a fairly, I'm not going to say super simple, but decently simple shot to do in live action is an immense undertaking in hand-drawn <laughs> 2D animation. And it looks gorgeous. So I just want to com- commend whatever animators worked on this original shot at Toei in like the 80s and 90s, because uh, they, they nailed it. Um... Much like Goku nails that kick, <laughs> or lands that kick right in his fucking face. Um, but, yeah, I think there's a lot of what they're going to do when they get to the actual final fight with Boo, which is the kid Boo. They kind of do a lot of early stuff here, which is like, I love when Goku like kicks Boo again. He kicks Boo in the face quite a few times this fight. Mm-hmm. Kicks him in the face again, and then he but his arms stay where they are, so he's able to latch onto Goku as he's flying back, then... Rubber band is way back to being forward, which is just great. Like that yeah. level of like cartoonness that Boo can have, which makes him like a very <laughs> versatile fighter and makes him more interesting to watch than Cell, or makes him different, not more interesting. I think Cell and Freeze fights are really fun, but different than them, as in like this is a different kind of fight, which means there's different things you have to think about. God, oh, yeah. it gives oh, a no, lot. I just to... had a vision of a, a young Oda reading this fight going, Yeah, yeah, you know, this could make a really good character for like a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god. I want well I know obviously Dragon Ball inspired Oda because like everyone who came up in the manga industry after Toriyama wanted to like had some inspiration from Toriyama, it feels like. I just um, I have I have like literally no doubt that Boo is some level of inspiration. <laughs> At least some some sort of just being like this is a cool I cartoon would, fighting thing. Like I love cartoon yeah, fighting. Yeah. yeah, and like having like Boo as like a good primary source is I think totally normal. Oh yeah, I would need to look at manga release dates to figure out if 
like this came out before one piece came out um because i'm not i think one piece started before dragon ball ended but i'm not certain on that yeah neither am i i gotta check uh yeah that would be something to check on by the way, yeah, no, the, the stretchy rubberiness gives a lot to both Toriyama when he created this character, making it in, you know, manga panels, like still image what he can do with it. But also later on in the adaptation gave Toei a lot to be like, we can really fuck around with his proportions. Like there's no, there's no worry about staying on model with Boo because any stretchiness can be defined by his abilities. Um... I'm sure there is a limit to a degree to make it look, you know, good, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it allows them a lot more freedom than most other characters into how Boo can move, how Boo can fight, and with how he's characterized as very childlike and whatever, you can just lean into that, and they do a good job here, and I do think, as Chase says from my memory, yeah, they, they continue to do a pretty good job with this in other fights, but it does make for a lot of great character as Goku is, like, fighting him all out, and Boo is really starting to get into it, too, because he's like, oh, this is someone that I can't kill with a single punch. I am much more interested in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and One Piece came out look... a... One Piece oh, yeah, was a couple right. years after this. Yeah. Sweet. DBZ fully ended before One Piece came out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought there was some overlap. Uh, but it was, like, it was yeah, like a year after DBZ ended, One Piece began. Gotcha. Um, then yeah, I wouldn't doubt that this had a degree of influence on Oda (laughs) as to, like, how he wanted to choreograph Luffy. I would even say he might have come up with the idea of making Luffy stretchy already, but... Oh yeah, I would say, like, Like, things like, I think, like, the gum gum bell, when he latches on someone's shoulders and and just, like, headbutts them. them. I can see him being like, that's a sick move from the Boo arc, and, like, how (laughs) so many animators pull the akira taking that pull, yeah taking like i'm mean, he's being like that's a great idea whoop and, like i can see that being very fun oh 100 yeah. percent. that's how art happens like yeah of course you, you emulate the people who interested you as you define your own style and then the cycle continues for the next generation and the next generation um but yeah this is when we do get goku finally decides to leave the fight after like, a lot of this he's like because Trunks finds the radar inside Bulma's plane, which is inside a capsule inside the, the compound. Bulma not um, having her phone on me just made me realize that, oh yeah, this was like written late 80s, early 90s. I know. It was right. Wild. Yeah, the fact that the one, the one person who would have a cell phone is Videl because she's like, well, I'm a crime fighter, so I need it all the time. As and opposed not everyone to, else saying, I have my phone because why wouldn't you have your phone? Because I got that thing yeah. with me. <laughs> which is a whole thing to discuss <laughs> i read some article talking about like yeah we live in an era where people have an unprecedented amount of access to communicate with people and expect way more than anyone ever should and it's kind of uh stressful but that's an entirely separate you imagine how hard it's going to be for like horror for like people doing horror from now on getting people isolated since everybody's strapped with their cell phone now you gotta put them in an oh, alternate yeah. dimension that is fueled by their fears and they can't actually communicate with the outside world yet Uh, I feel like that's usually the solution half the time is like we've seen a a sharp decline in slashers and whatnot because everybody (laughs) has a fucking phone. (laughs) It's really easy to solve those. (laughs) The Silent Hill is where we're at now. (laughs) Well, yeah, everyone's like, all right, well, then fucking yeah, everybody needs to step into weird alternate realms or like it's a purely supernatural entity coming after them and calling somebody isn't going to help anyway. 
<laughs> but it's also a problem in sci-fi. I mean, it has been, but now even more so if we have that as a technological basis. Like, everyone can communicate easily, so we have to come up with reasons why they can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, not up. as much of a problem for people in the 80s, because they were just like, not everyone's going to have a radio. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do like in, uh, what's it called, uh, for Nope, they're just like, the creature... It's like an EMP blast when it comes by. That's Fuck we, you. That's how we're full, dealing with it. Full ass EMP creature. Yeah, which like I think that's fine. Yeah, I think that's no, a that fine great. solution to the cell phone conundrum. And I think more people should do that. Because fuck it, why not? You could even be like, ah, the slasher coming after us has a phone scrambler. Like <laughs> that's it just feels plausible enough that if you're in the world of slasher films already, I think I would forgive it if I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot i'll forgive if the movie's fun i i like the idea of like what's that what's the murder done oh my god he's rfi scanned your wallet he's stolen your credit <laughs> no, card and canceled no. your phone's description your phone's dead <laughs> this is the second worst thing that happened to me today yeah scratch what i just said that needs to be the explanation because <laughs> that would be an insanely long-winded funny thing that's like did either of y'all see the second the meg movie no i did i did i'm with you I, I fucking loved it. It's bad, but oh, I yeah. loved it. <laughs> it you, is you, terrible. You, me, and my brother are all like, this film's awful. I love it. And so my brother came over last night, literally said, love that movie. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just remember the scene where they're at the bottom. And this is spoilers, but it's the Meg 2. Like, I don't... It, uh, come Fuck on. It. Who fucking cares? <laughs> it came out It came out yeah. last year, and if people didn't watch it then, they're literally never going to watch it. That is true. Yeah, and even if I spoil it for you, there's more for it. And it's it's You're there you're for the giant sharks. You're not it seeing is, them, it's fine. It is the presentation, which is bad, but in the best way possible. <laughs> um but the scene where they're at the bottom of the ocean and Jason Statham is gonna go out at the bottom of the sea in intense pressure and with no like diving equipment or anything on and get around <laughs> and somebody's like but won't he pass out from the pressure or die? And it, they spend like a full minute, minute and a half explaining <laughs> like, nah, he's going to have a couple seconds because he's cool. But like <laughs> they try to make it more scientific than that. And I'm like, this sounds like bullshit. And I was like dying the whole time. I was like, this is the funniest thing that's happened. And this is the best tone setter for anything that could follow. Because this is like in act one. I was like, yes, I am so on board if this is the kind of shit we're putting in it. Jason Statham is that guy who, when, like, that, that submarine imploded underwater, was like, nah, I'd just swim out. Yeah. And he would succeed if it was one of his movies. Well, he's the world's <laughs> strongest deep-sea diver slash shark killer now. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, Jason Statham is probably my favorite B-action movie actor currently working. He is, like... The best at that tone. <laughs> He's really good. Yeah. He's very He's funny. Very good at it. Yeah. He's I'm really I'm good at it. what they said. I'm just, I remember the exact thing you're talking about. <laughs> what would they I don't say? remember either because I was laughing too hard to absorb any information from oh, like, yeah, the he tiny bl- he bit bl- I got. He blows out his sinuses or something, right? And pushes all yeah, the air out. And that means the pressure can't get to you. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah, immediately. Yeah. He still only has a few seconds and he almost passes out. Yeah. But it's just so, it's so dumb. Utterly <laughs> incomprehensible. Like, not... Speak your truth, and they're, and they're And they're deeper than any man has ever gone before ocean deep. <laughs> yeah, they're like in the Marianas Trench. So it's like whatever <laughs> your normal ocean floor rules are still don't apply. 
But anyway, back to this end of this episode. Um, we can talk about the Meg another time, but I love it. Uh, the Meg too, sorry. But uh, yeah, Bobbity, like, boo, or once again, Goku's like, give us some time and you can have a fight that's even more fun. He does say, and I quote, It'll be in three, no, in two, two days. <laughs> because I was like, oh yeah, they really had to match a lip flap, but that's actually, that worked for me. I was like, this feels kind of natural. Like Goku's pulling this number out of his ass mm-hmm. um, in universe. So it works. Uh, but Goku's like, give us like two days and a stronger warrior than me will come fight you. Which Boo's like, that sounds fun as fuck. I'll wait. And Bobbity's like, what? No. Goku leaves, Bobbity's like, you stupid fat piece of shit, is basically what he says. Yeah, I like that Goku's, like, buttering Boo up as he does this, because Goku's like, man, everybody thinks you're stupid, you're really just, like, a genius, aren't you, Boo? Yeah, which, like, he copies the Kamehameha after seeing it once, he is a battle genius. But he's Uh, like, yeah, yeah, it's funny that, like, Goku recognizes, like, Boo, like, we were talking, like, like, Boo is, like, a child, and I think Goku recognizes that, but Goku's also kind of like a child, but Goku's also like, you are like an unparalleled fighting monster. Like, you're an mm-hmm. actual, like, fighting destructive creature in a way that is, like, horrifying and is awesome. And I'd love to keep fighting. It's but, all you know, inspiring you... in, like, the biblical sense of the word. Yeah. Alrighty. So I'm, I gotta bounce, though. <laughs> yeah, I'll <laughs> we'll be back in like, two days. You're a huge sack of shit, boo. You fucking dumbass. I fucking hate you. And, um, it's just, it's just, I don't know what. I don't know what he's cooking. And Bobby <laughs> just decides to step off that old landmine he's been standing on. He's like, you know, hasn't blown up yet. I think I'm good to step off this now. Yeah. <laughs> that is, yeah, Bobbity finally crosses the line because Boo is just like silently standing there. We see Boo's face from a perspective because he's got his back to Bobbity and he is pissed. He is like, he does not like this. He has told Bobbity already he doesn't like him being mean to him. And Goku's even like, why do you let him talk to you like that? Like, you could crush him. <laughs> um, and then finally, it's like, after he, I think he literally does and call Boo him like, you gets big an fat idea. idiot or something. Yeah, Boo turns around. And when he turns around, which is scary, because <laughs> we saw his face back turned one second earlier, pissed. Turns around, smiling, happy, carefree look. Looking at Bobbity and he's like, Boo has an idea. <laughs> and Bobbity, not able to read a room to save his fucking life, literally. It's like, oh, you have an idea. That's new, you big idiot. Like, putting more fucking fire on this. <laughs> As Boo's like, come in close. All right, come in real close. Fucking grabs his neck. Grabs just starts- by the windpipe. So he's like, now you can't say the magic word. Look what I learned from you. I'm going to kill you now. And then just punches his head into pieces with a single punch. Yeah. Just one punch, like, builds up some, like, key energy in his fist and just blows his head clean off. And that is the end of Bobbity. (laughs) With a, you, now you die, dummy. Yeah. (laughs) Which is fucking destroyed. As Bobbity's, like, like, being held up gurgling for dear life. Yeah, gurgling, we can see every vein in his eyes. <laughs> like, the most bloodshot eyes as he is realizing, like, 
that he has firmly left his fuck around <laughs> phase and has entered deep into the find out era. <laughs> Bobity just gets his fucking shit slogged and dies. <laughs> Hate how you described it like that. And then I think Zach my descriptions to, to show picture. us the panel. The yeah, after so the I was panel. so I've started reading the Dragon Ball Z manga recently, and like. It's not a gory manga, but when Toriyama decides that he needs, like, a rain of organs to sell how dead somebody is, he will just draw a rain of organs to to sell how dead somebody is. Because, like, in the show, yeah. there's, like, a key blast whenever Bobbity punches him, and I'm like, well, that's probably not when how Boo it punches went. Him. Yeah, or when Boo, when Boo punches Bobbity's head off. It's like, well, that's probably not how it went down. So I went to the manga panel, and, you know, his head just, like, shatters. And then on the next, is like, the start of the next chapter, Boo's holding up the lifeless corpse as, like, arterial spray is coming out of the next time. I'm like, oh! Oh, that's how it went. All right, cool. Yeah, there's now a plateau where there was a head. Yeah. So, it uh, is literally, yeah. like, you can see the two, like, squirts of... Uh, blood coming out of the like where the stump where his head is with a little sound effect that just goes spurt spurt yeah. on panel like it is fucking yeah I would agree it's not the goriest like piece of entertainment or whatever I've read but it is but when Toriyama wants to kill a motherfucker he kills a motherfucker yeah there is no holding back here which is a hell of a moment just looking at it being like, what? Holy shit. Especially when you know, like, when your your knowledge of Dragon Ball, like me, is mostly the anime, yeah, seeing how gory it can be in comparison to what you expect, it heightens the effect. Uh, yeah, so anyway, <laughs> rip to Bobbity. Uh, his only regret is that he's dying. Yeah, Bobbity never gonna learn, never learned a lesson and never could and never will. <laughs> Uh, and Bobby now booze off of the leash. Fucking it stupidly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now yeah, boo, boo yeah, now we get now, now we have control. officially Boo is his his own man. Boo unbound. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's where we'll be picking up as that's where that episode ends, is the cliffhanger of Boo killing him, which pretty good cliffhanger to end an episode on, honestly. Yeah, honestly. Uh yeah, works well. So yeah, uh overall. Yeah, the first episode in this trio was pretty slow. I feel like, like that's happening a... more and more. Because I feel like yeah, every, which... like for the last three or four podcast episodes, we've had one where it's like, well, nothing really happened this episode, but the other two were pretty good. Yeah, and maybe that's why it's so much worse in Z. Because it might be like we have a lot of that in Kai, but in Z it's like those stretches are like three episodes long. Yeah. So I'm like, curious. I'm definitely feel mm -hmm. Yeah, no, go on. It's yeah, no, it's not that all killer, no filler feeling that we had going through the Saiyan saga. Mm -hmm. Um or even like the back half of Bo or Cell, I mean. Yeah. Uh so I'm starting to see there are definitely cracks here. I still think as a whole, I'm enjoying it more than say like the ending of Namek. Uh like the post post uh Ginyu Force part of Namek. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely noticing an uptick we'll in my notes of, man, there's really nothing happening this episode. Yeah, which makes me worried, like, oh, are we starting to hit the point where this is why this is most people's least favorite arc? Oh, we're going to hit um, we're going to hit a very um, slow part. Okay, so we got to do the fusion training. We got to do the mm -hmm. 
Mr. Satan's got to um, get involved. Yeah, we got to do the the boo trying to be human arc. We do the Gohan training arc. That's all going to happen soon. So we're, I mean, I, I, I think um, my my thing is still. I don't think any of this has felt really that bad that much. Like I like the first episode quite a bit still of um of this one of just like them kind of just laying out the plans for everything of like how it's all going to, what they're all going to do and go on train. So I don't think they're trying to be like, this is going to be all killer. They're doing their training stuff right now. Um, yeah. But I feel like we got a lot of that kind of board setting in the last three episodes. Like it feels like we don't quite need the same level of setting the, that I keep saying setting the board and shit. I know I'm <laughs> using that a lot, but it is the feeling like it's like, all right, what are, Who's in play? What are they doing? What do they know? And it feels like we got that pretty effectively in the last three episodes, and this first one mostly reaffirms things we already knew. Um, With, like, the last beat really being the one that ramps up the tension of, like, oh, now they know where Capsule Corp is. Yeah, my, and, my, like, my only thing I think they're doing, they're like, they establish, like, this is what we have to do, and these episodes are them getting to do it, and we have just goku doing a delaying tactic while it's happening and then the next episode are probably just gonna be them doing it like here's more fusion dancing here's more gohan training here's more of this like where that's like that's just the part we're in it's like my, where my brain's at like i'm not like fair just, just because like my brain's like okay we had our big climactic vegeta moment of like now we have to go recoup what are, what's the team doing which is fusion dancing gohan training goku has to die sometime soon or go back to heaven Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say he's already. Yeah, dead. He's already dead. He he's gonna to go back to heavens. He's gonna leave everyone with Piccolo training, and then Boo's gonna go do his things. I'm interested to see how, that's gonna slow down the pacing, but I think that's the pace they want to go at. Is like, yeah, they had their big climactic fight stuff and it didn't work out, so now we're gonna go back to the drawing board, kind of like with mm. Cell and shit. When it's like the fighting didn't work out, well, time to go do training and shit. Um, Fair. So I'm just like, okay, I just want to see how the training turns out, like how that looks, and I mm. also just just seeing when. Uh, how Boo brushes his teeth and all the fun stuff that he does when he becomes human for a little bit. Oh, yeah. I will say that is something doing this podcast especially has... It's made me realize, like, what I value in a story has changed as I've gotten older, which is, you know, probably good. Like, sometimes I'm now, like, the arcs I didn't like as much or whatever when I was younger. I'm like, did I just not like it because there wasn't as much just nonstop punchy-punch action? And Mm -hmm. the answer is probably... Yeah, that was why I didn't like it as much. We were all young and dumb was... and yearned for the punching. Yeah, I was like, I was 10. Of course, I, I didn't care about, like, writing full-fledged characters or working out, like, character arcs or things like that. I just wanted to punching. Like, maybe I absorbed that subconsciously, like, what they were doing and why I, like, I didn't know why I liked these characters, but just knew I liked them. Uh... But definite, my priority was shooting lasers out of your hands and beating the snot out of each Which, other. Which, don't get me flying. wrong, still high up on the list. Yeah, I still think enjoy what it. I find, I've gone through three distinct phases where I was like, as a kid, I was like, yeah, big punch. As an adult, I was like, no, you see, yes, big punch, whatever, that's nice. But the real reason I like over-intellectualized it, and now like I'm a little older... I'm just like, both of these are true. Yeah, big punch. <laughs> like, yeah, the series I like usually have one or the other, and the series I love have both. And Dragon Ball at its best has both, mm-hmm. where you have complex, interesting characters that you like, or maybe even not complex, but at least fully realized characters that you can understand and get behind. Uh, and big spectacle where people shoot lasers out of their hands. 
And that is what makes Dragon Ball at its most fun. When we're like, oh, these characters are interesting to follow and make interesting decisions. But also they shoot a massive laser beam <laughs> and scream big bang attack. And that's cool as hell. It is. Yeah, yeah you're right. Vegeta yeah. should bring that move back. Big bang attack? He should. He can't. There's He's something dead. very... Well, I mean, like, in the series, I think he will, but we do see him <laughs> use Final Flash more as, like, his default. As he becomes stronger and that becomes a little easier to pull off. Well, then it's not final. I it's know. just a flash. Well, I do know later we get shit like, uh, well, in the manga, there is an evolved version of the Final Flash, which is the Gamma Burst Flash, which is cool as shit to me. <laughs> see, now I'm interested again. <laughs> Yeah, because I was like, that goes with his weird, like, galactic theme, and just also, like, Gamma Burst is just a cool-sounding set of words. <laughs> and sometimes that's enough. It doesn't have to make more sense than just it sounds <laughs> cool to shout Gamma Burst Flash and then erase a person from existence. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything else to say. Uh, if y'all have anything else that you want to get across here. I want to. I want to know what. How are they gonna fuck with that big sword? What the big sword doing? <laughs> I don't know. He just gotta. He just gotta whip it around and almost kill like Kabito. They're all like big sword. This is it. Picks out big sword. Big this sword. Is not it. You're my guy. Gohan instantly. Oh, like, this, this is one. not it. Everyone, <laughs> fuck you. This is it. Gohan, yeah. I'm the one carrying it. Yeah, go, like, I don't Gohan, trying to it. pull it out. It, so what happens when I pull this out? You get fucking yoked. That's what happens. I don't feel yoked yet. Then you're not doing it hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> Pull it out harder. Put it back in and do it again. <laughs> you know I could just blow up the plateau and that would and I'd get it out. That would be cheating. Yeah. But then you wouldn't be so yoked. <laughs> Shin, are you sure about this guy? Hmm. He makes a good point. You would be yoked. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I don't... I don't like talking to Shen. <laughs> Shin, moving to you, smiling in a way that someone who is going to maybe murder you and wear your skin would. You're doing really good, Gohan. Just a full, open mouth smile going, hey. You smell nice from back here. Yeah. Your hair like, smells like lavender. Shen, I'm, uh, I'm going to go home. You have no, This is your home, Gohan. <laughs> this is home. <laughs> oh, oh, Earth? You can't go back there. Boo's there. Yeah. He did the human genocide <laughs> technique. <laughs> There's no one back there. He hasn't done it yet. He's getting there every day. I, I'm Give hoping, it time. I'm All right. I think that'll do it for now, yeah. though. So, goodbye, audience. Bye. Bye. Bye.